from Reductress. I'm Rachel Winitsky, and this is the Reductress Minute. On this week's episode, we'll hear pieces read by Jenny Hagel, Matt Rogers, and Katherine Cohen. We announce what's hot for spring, and finally, are teens taking part in the dangerous new trend called bear bleaching? I sit down with an expert who tells me that they aren't. But before we get started, some important business. If you're loving the Reductress Minute so far, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us. We love good reviews, but if there's something you're dying to hear us read or talk about on the Reductress Pod, tweet at at Min or email us at reductressminute at reductress.com. Let us know your thoughts. Also, if you love Reductress and want to support what we do, you can support us on Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get exclusive content from this very podcast every week, plus discounts at Shop Reductress. There's a ton of other perks and levels on there, so check us out at patreon.com slash Reductress to pledge as little as $1 a month or as much as mm, all your money per month. The sky's the limit. Okay, that's enough business. Now it's time to get to work. Today I'm joined by an incredible co-host, our writer, Taylor Guerin. Taylor, what is even up with you this week? You know, Rach, I'm not having the greatest week. Why is that? Well, first of all, I went to pet a dog on my way into the office this morning, um, and it sniffed me and turned around and walked away. What? That's fucked up. I love petting dogs. Yeah, it was like pretty rude of him. Um, and I had just eaten a ton of breakfast sausage. So I know I smelled appealing. So For I'm sure. just there had to be some other reason. And I gotta be honest, I think the dog was racist. <gasps> what? I know. I don't know what this country has come to. Anyway, how was the rest of your week? Um, my week has been mostly defined well, so I bought a hat this week that says art on it. Wow. And it's become my entire identity and my whole personality. And I'm my week is in a lot of navigating like what my life is like now that my identity is that I wear a hat. Are you a are you a hat girl? Is this how be, you're identifying? I'm identifying as a hat mom. Hat mom. And wow. it's been a lot of like my friends getting used to it. Sure, sure. It's hard for them. Mm-hmm, They're not used mm-hmm. to seeing me in a hat. And it's a lot of adjusting. Um I it, yesterday I walked straight into the reductor's office and I announced that my identity was now that I wore this hat. Wow. And it was a lot for everyone to take. No, that's a big step. That's a bit, but good for you for like owning that part of your identity. I respect it. Thank you so much. Um, I've been a hat person. You know, I might start using hat mom. Sorry. Is that okay? Uh, it is not. Okay. So I'm a hat person. Um, and I, it's something that I came to terms with very, uh, like young. Yeah. Um, and it mostly stemmed from me not wanting to do my hair, um, Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. the morning. And so I'll put a hat on and people are like, wow, you're a hat person, but Mm -hmm. really I'm just a lazy person. You're hiding. I'm hiding my bad greasy hair. I always knew that I was a hat mom when I was a kid, but I wasn't ready to be a hat mom until adulthood. Well, hat motherhood, um, it's a big responsibility. It really is. Taylor, do you want to tell us what's trending on Reductress this week? Um, that would be an actual dream come true for me. Uh, Here's what's trending on Reductress this week. The newest American Girl doll, Dakota, wants to make sure the black American Girl doll, Addie, knows how woke she is. So cute. This lesbian's bridal party is comprised entirely of her exes. Mom really hopes you'll wear nylons with that dress. And the science behind why smoking one cigarette per day is honestly probably fine. Yeah, I heard that. A new report from several esteemed scientists concluded that smoking one cigarette a day is, you know, pretty chill. I've kind of always had the suspicion that smoking one cig a day is fine and actually uh, pretty cool. 
So I'm glad mm-hmm. the science is finally supporting me on this. Yes. Also, apparently the study concluded that like it really can't be that bad for you, especially compared to like, you know, smoking one or two packs a day if you really think about it. And also that one little ciggy after a drink doesn't count because it's just a cute social thing and not an addiction, even if you do it every day because you're always drunk. And in other news, black people have ridiculous names, says guy who worked for Newt Gingrich. Woman fancies herself the indie darling of her social media agency. And the horse girl from your high school is a cop now. I can't believe she did that. I really hope she'd chosen a different path, like like a veterinarian or a a horse portrait artist. Yeah, but she's a cop and not even a cop that rides a horse. Let's just say I'm not mad, but I am disappointed. Anyway, we all know that guys want a girl who's not like the other girls. Here to read, I'm not like other women, I'm much, much worse, is Katherine Cohen. I'm not like other girls, I'm much, much worse. A lot of men tell me I'm not like other girls, and they're right, I'm not. Some girls get free tequila shots and go home with a hottie's phone number every Friday night. They show off their belly buttons and fearlessly grind on dudes at the club. I'm not like that, because I am actually much, much worse. (laughs) When I say I'm not like them, I mean I'm a fucking monster. You might be thinking, well, what kind of girl is she? I love being naked, but only when I have my period. No tampon, obviously. (laughs) I am very smart, but one time I had an MRI and they told me I have a, quote, bad brain. (laughs) I hate sports, but not because I don't get them. Because I won them all and now they bore me. While a lot of girls say they are unique... Trust me, I am your worst fucking nightmare. (laughs) Unfortunately, over a third of women deal with sexism in the workplace. I work in finance, and a lot of guys hit on me at work. But I'm not the type of girl who would just shrug it off, or even the type of girl who would report it. I'm not like other girls at all. Whenever a coworker comes over to my desk and says, you're such a special girl, we should get a drink sometime, I respond by letting him know, I am special, (laughs) because every time a man looks directly at me, he dies instantly. Then I quickly inject the man with an untraceable poison and scream, Oh my God, I think Steve's having a heart attack. (laughs) In the end, you're right. Not like other girls. I am here to fucking ruin you. (laughs) Yes. While some hot girls are sexting guys and other quirky girls just don't get why we're addicted to phones... I am standing outside your house at 4 a.m. screaming, hey, how are you? Bump? (laughs) Until you come down and yell, you're waking up the whole block. (laughs) So funny. Why am I doing this? Because I'm a fucked up bitch. And you are right on our first date. You have never met anyone like me. And you never will again because you just looked at me directly in the eyes. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just being me. So next time you're on a date with me and are thinking about dropping this line, telling me how unique I am, just remember, I know I'm not like the others, and I know no one has ever met anyone like me. I am one of a kind. (laughs) I was born on an avalanche. I came out with abs, and I'm here to fucking destroy you and your family. (laughs) 
Thanks to Kyra Baldwin for that headline and to Catherine Cohen for that luscious reading. Catherine is a comedian, voiceover artist, and dare I say, amazing singer in NYC where she hosts a weekly show at Club Coming. She's also on Twitter at at Cat C. Cohen. So this has been a really big week for me because I got to engage with some Reductress fans and it was amazing. Um, I wrote a piece called, wow, this totally badass free spirit is thinking about getting a tattoo, which I thought was pretty serious, a very solid piece of journalism. Uh, It was very serious and I would say it was pretty solid as well. Thank you. And then surprisingly, I got some feedback on that article from one of our readers. And this is crazy because again, I'm a serious journalist who prides herself in facts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But here's the email that this reader sent to her doctress. This is a bullshit ass article. Why would you post this fake article? You have to be the worst journalist to just make up a story. Rachel Winitsky is a trash journalist and needs to be fired immediately. <laughs> wow. Um, it's interesting that he chose this article to be so upset about. But uh... I know. For the record, I've written a lot of edgier pieces, such as uh, a piece that I do get a lot of emails about that was from years ago. That's um, eight sex positions that will blow his mind and destroy his penis, which <laughs> I thought was pretty male positive, but men didn't think that. Yeah. Um, but this man chose this particular piece. Once again, that was... Wow, this really badass free spirit is thinking about getting a tattoo to um, latch onto and uh, respond to. It's just, it seems like a pretty personal piece of factual journalism. So I know, it's that's weird the that thing. He would be so offended. We've also published Anne Frank content, and that's what, I know. That's what he chose. He d- didn't have a problem with the Anne Frank content at all. But here's the thing he wasn't done telling me what a piece of trash I was after he sent this email, because if you can believe, he then found me on Facebook and <laughs> sent me a private <laughs> Facebook message that said the following. You are the worst journalist ever. Go do some... And then this is in all caps. Actual journalism instead of making up stories about people, you idiot fuck. But, okay, so fuck is spelled F-U-C-J. And then below it, he wrote... Asterisk fuck. Like in another message. Oh, so he corrected himself. He did, which is... Thank God. I mean, I was like, I'm an idiot what? An idiot fudge? Yeah, it's a like, fuke? how are you supposed to understand? Fuke but here's Jay? the thing. He is also obviously um, a great journalist because he can correct his mistakes. Exactly. He's a real journalist. He's a real writer. Me, I'm a trash journalist. You're a trash journalist that uh, makes up fake news. Yeah, I really hope somebody can put that on a t-shirt for me. Rachel Winitsky is a trash journalist. <laughs> I'd buy it. So it's no secret that porn gives men unrealistic expectations about women and sexuality. But is this one porn fanatic a feminist icon? Maybe. Here is Matt Rogers reading the piece, not to brag, but all my favorite porn stars are women. I love watching porn, and I'm not ashamed of it. It's a perfectly healthy way to fulfill your sexual desires, and I can't think of one guy who doesn't enjoy a skin flick from time to time. However, as a woke dude, it's important for me to acknowledge the legitimate arguments against porn from the perspective of being demeaning to women. I hear it, and I get it. But the women who participate in the porn industry deserve my support regardless of what I or others believe. That's why, and I'm not trying to brag when I say this, all my favorite porn stars are all women. 
I think it's important for me as an enlightened man to uplift the women who choose to make their living in this super hot and sex-filled career. That's why, and I'm not saying this to sound boastful, all the porn stars I watch the most are women. I'm just trying to be empowering. Too many dudes think that porn stars are trashy. Bros are all like, why should we respect someone who has sex on camera? Well, not me. Lots of professions trade their physical means for money, and that doesn't make porn stars any less deserving of my admiration, especially women, because those are the porn stars I would definitely bone. Asa Akira, Mia Khalifa, August Ames, they are all some of the best and most well-known performers in the porn game, and they all also are really successful in other aspects of their life. I'm just guessing, based on their Instagrams that I jerk off to sometimes. And also, I'm not even trying to be a braggart when I say that they all happen to be on the list of my favorite porn stars. I just think their accomplishments are so inspiring. Whether it's lesbian, hardcore, or just a little cam girl, I am a man who loves women of all porn, of all shapes, and all sizes, as long as they aren't old or gross. See? I'm a feminist. Look, I'm not saying that porn stars are the only women I respect. They're just my favorite kind of woman because I can jerk off to them and they're hot. All I'm saying is that I'm doing my part to support the women who are involved, and I proudly support these hardworking women and their amazing careers. And by that, I mean that I'm better than other dudes. Not that I'm bragging or anything. Thanks to Lizzie Logan for that headline and to Matt Rogers for reading. Matt writes for Vulture and hosts the wonderful podcast Las Culturistas. He's on Twitter at at Matt Rogers, though, and that's T-H-O. Because he cool. We're finally in the home stretch of winter, which means that it's time to start nailing down what your spring look will be. Since we at Reductress have our dirty little fingies on the fashion pulse, we thought we'd give some predictions of what will be hot come spring. Taylor, you want to get us started? Uh, uh, sure. So, tie-dye shirts that go down to your knees, track pants, and Birkenstocks. Ugh, I love that. I love that look. Mm. Another look that's going to be hitting the runway soon is denim shoes. Uh, what took them so long, really? I know. I'm so excited for denim shoes. How about this one? Uh, weed poncho, no pants, the paper flip-flops you get at the nail salon. That is going to be huge. So, ladies and men, start collecting those paper flip-flops because you know you can only wear them once. Save them up. Um, This is a look I'm incredibly excited about. It's a plain white t-shirt, jeans, and a leather bib. Love a bib. Mm -hmm. Bibs are going to be huge. Yeah, seriously. They're going to be really big this year. Uh, Farro salad, avocado, orange wedges, organic grilled chicken, and light feta cheese. Mm, Mm. Yum. Honestly, I'm getting a little hungry. What a look. Right? And finally, I'm so excited for this next look. This is going to take you from spring right into summer. I'm talking fleece pants, turtleneck sweater, thigh-high socks, no shoes, and a hat. I personally can't wait to break out my tie-dye and my denim shoes. But first, another piece. Here at Reductress, we're constantly asking, why is everything so bad? Here to read, I can't believe this country is so racist, reports employee of all-white startup, is Jenny Hagel. I can't believe the country is so racist, reports employee of all-white startup. Kenzie Williams, an employee at the all-white tech startup Hacked, was shocked to discover just how racist the country still was after the 2016 presidential election. It's amazing to me that people could be so ignorant, Williams states, pouring herself coffee in the all-white break room of the Oakland office. I just thought we had already moved past this. How can you expect to get anywhere without considering alternate points of view from your own? 
Williams questioned while standing in the bullpen of a 100% Caucasian room. I'm lucky to live in a really diverse city. I can't imagine living in an all-white town and not getting to experience and learn from people who are different from you. Williams reports, standing in front of the Employee of the Month board, which is inadvertently full of white people. When asked about the lack of diversity at Hacked, Williams paused. Nobody here is racist. And I don't do the hiring, so... Wait, are you saying they hired me because I'm white? CEO Bill Moore supports Williams' interest in being on the right side of history. When asked why he has not recruited people of color, Moore responded, Hey, we just hired the most talented people we knew in our own social circle who all happened to go to Stanford. I'm astonished that racism was hiding in our country all along, Williams says. Entirely white co-workers echoed Williams' sentiments, stating the racist furor of the country was sudden, confusing, and unexpected. I mean, who knew, Williams states. And where does it come from? Wow, really makes you think. Seriously. That piece was written by Rekha Shankar, and thanks again to Jenny Hagel for reading. Jenny is a writer and performer for Late Night with Seth Meyers, who you may have seen on Jokes Seth Can't Tell. You can find her on Twitter at at Jenny Hagel. Well, that's all the news for this week. But before we go, teens... They're always up to something, but have they finally gone too far? We heard about this insane new trend called bear bleaching, where teens go into the wild and try to gently bleach the fur of wild bears. Sounds cool, right? But is it real? Our resident reductress teen expert says, actually, no. I sat down with him earlier this week. Dr. Minsky, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, bear bleaching. Are teens doing it? The short answer is no. Teens are not filming themselves tranquilizing bears and bleaching their fur and then posting the videos on Instagram. Mm. So they're not going on Snapchat and daring each other to, quote, build a bear? No. They're also not trapping bears in giant, elaborate Rube Goldberg bleach traps to, quote, make the grizzlies look like polars. They're they're not having bleach parties. None of that. None of that's happening. And why is that? Well, primarily it's because bear bleaching is a trend we made up and it's not real. Mm, I see. I see. You know, I got to say, real or not, bear bleaching sounds pretty dangerous, but also extremely cool. It is. It's both. I've talked to health experts who tell me that if this was something teenagers were doing, it would be incredibly harmful and even deadly. Uh, And then the same experts are like, are they doing that? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, then why did you ask us that? Wow. Sounds really scary. Yeah, it would be if it were true. If if there are any parents out there and if bear bleaching was a real thing, I, I would tell them to make sure their kids weren't doing it. And what do the teens have to say about all this? Have you talked to teens? They won't talk to me. Uh, oh. Even when I broke down and cried and screamed, I would do anything for just one teen trend to work, something, anything. Please, teens. Teens, help me. Oh, God, please. Wow. You know, they never, they never talk to me. It sounds like these teens really think you're a piece of shit, huh? I just want them to be my friends. It's all I've ever wanted. Same. Same. (sighs) Wow, I really learned a lot. Honestly, same. Well, everyone, thanks for spending a minute with us. If you have another minute, visit us at reductress.com for more incredible content, including five mud masks that will make you feel like a luxurious little farm pig, four knee socks that are somehow slutty even though they are socks, and woman beginning to look like her dog... And her dog is fucking hot. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to leave us a rating and review. This really helps us grow and helps you help us 
help others. And help others help themselves. That's really beautiful. Thank you to our amazing readers for today, Jenny Hagel, Catherine Cohen, and Matt Rogers, and to our writers, Rekha Shankar, Lizzie Logan, and Kyra Baldwin. And of course, to our teen expert, Dr. Minsky, played by the star of the wonderful Onion podcast, A Very Fatal Murder, and my literal husband, David Sitterov. Bye, babies. <laughs> <laughs>